Welcome to Kidney Talk, a program of Renal Support Network, a show that streams health, happiness, and hope to the kidney community. You can download all Kidney Talk shows from iTunes and find a variety of resources to help you navigate this illness at rsnhope.org. Please welcome your host, Lori Hartwell, who has lived with kidney disease since the age of two. Well, today on Kidney Talk, you know, I don't like to bring up uh, bad news, but I have to bring up bad news because there are kidney scams on the internet, and we all need to be aware of what they are and make sure that people who are very, very desperate or in need of, you know, uh, improved health, a transplant, or looking for some cure, buyer beware. So today we have... Carol Franks, um, she's a friend of mine, and she's a, a moderator on Living Donors Online. She's involved with I Hate Dialysis, and she's on the internet quite a bit. So she's here to tell us what she's seen and help us be a little cautious. So welcome to the show, Carol. Hi, Lori. So tell us a little bit, how, how are, why are you on the internet so much? Well, uh, my daughter Jenna has needed a kidney now for three years since she went through rejection for a kidney transplant she had for seven years, and um, she's on dialysis, and um, so I'm looking for a living donor. We've had family members and friends tested. She's very hard to match because she did have a prior transplant plant that had rejection and that causes antibodies. So we're reaching out to a lot of people and have had um, just strangers uh, get tested, which is amazing. And I've met a lot of people, but I've also seen some crazy things going on. So tell us a little bit about what was the first crazy thing that you've seen on the internet that made you like, oh my goodness, there's a lot of fraud going on. Well, um, the thing that happened to me, um, let's see, that was in 2007. Um, an L.A. Times reporter was following our story, searching for a donor. This was before her first transplant. And um, he was particularly interested in the emails that I was getting from people who offered to donate. So he sort of read through some of them, and he actually contacted some of the people. And then one day he said to me, do you ever Google these people? And I said, no. And he said, oh, I Google everybody. Anyway, it turns out one of the people who had been corresponding with me over several months and was um, all on board to donate to Jenna, he asked me if he could take some time off because he had to have some liver tests unrelated to the kidney donation. So that was fine. And after about four months, I contacted him again, and he said, oh, I should have told you I donated to someone else. And I just didn't know how to tell you. So the reporter said to me, if you had Googled him, you would have seen he had offered his kidney to several people on the Internet besides us. And we had no idea that, you know, someone would even do that. But he was just looking for the first person to donate to. He wasn't looking for money. He wasn't a fraud. But he wanted to do it quickly. So he found someone else to donate to. Wow, that's a pretty special guy. <laughs> well, you know, the reporter said, well, how did that make you feel? And at first I said shocked, and then I called him back, and I said, no, betrayed. I felt betrayed. Like I was at the prom with my dance partner, and he disappeared. And, well, and then, you know, because he just, and then he didn't wasn't forthcoming. He said he had to have some other tests done, but he was really just 
trying to donate. That is a very bizarre story, I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> and I know you'd mentioned to me before that, you know, people would contact you about, you know, wanting a kid or do you want to get tested? And they're really looking to just scam me out of money. Can you tell us some of those examples? Yeah, um, I've heard from people from all over the world. And um, some in the United States write to me and say, I need money if I'm going to donate. And I remind them that donate means to give for free, um, but they don't <laughs> realize it's illegal. it's a felony, too. <laughs> it, yeah, it is illegal in every country in the world except for Iran to um, be paid for a kidney. So a lot of people don't realize that. They see these things on TV and think you can just <clears throat> sell a kidney, but um, you really can't. And... Sometimes, though, the conversation starts out in emails back and forth where they want to know where do they get tested, on and on. And then they kind of um, interject that they're going to need some money to be able to do this. So it's not always forthcoming. Um, I get emails from, particularly right now, Pakistan and Nigeria, very desperate situation for a lot of people, and they're looking for some way out. And, And I try to tell them, if you get involved with an organ broker, they're going to promise you anything. But once you go through the surgery, they don't have to pay you that much. And there's nothing you can do because you're involved in a crime with them. So you can't report them. And they know that. So, you know, it's really a dangerous situation to get involved with a black market. And I'm sure it's happening every day in other countries. And I hope it's not happening here in the U.S., but I don't know if it is. Well, you know, people are vulnerable, and there was a special on HBO not too long ago um, that talked a little bit about it. And, you know, a lot of times people are just trying to get like a short little reimbursement, like they might need money to go get tested. It might not be about the transplant, right? Well, that's the um, an issue that came up with a friend of mine. He um, had heard from someone that sounded very interested in donating and filled out, you know, told him when he submitted the forms and that he had received a blood test in the mail. And then he said he needed $200 to be able to tra- uh, travel to the transplant hospital by train. He didn't, it wasn't his local hospital. So the uh, recipient said, great, he sent him the money. And he started texting him and emailing him after that, could never reach him again. And you know, there's privacy laws. The hospital can't tell the recipient who is being tested, who is submitted. They can't tell you. It's it's uh, it's not allowed. There are HIPAA rules. So the only information you really get is from the donor. So when this guy didn't hear back from the donor, he contacted the transplant hospital and just said, told them what happened, and they said, we don't have anyone by that name that has submitted an application or been evaluated. So you know, he got scammed. Now, there have recently been some, uh, a lot of coverage on people taking advantage of, like, GoFundMe sites by saying, I need money for this, and it turns out they're not even sick. I've seen that also on the Internet. And what happened in the one I saw, the guy was putting pictures on there of himself supposedly on dialysis, and what it was was like a needle was taped to his arm. Anyone who's on dialysis would have recognized that that's not dialysis. But most people don't know what it looks like when um, a person's on dialysis. And he was asking for money to be able to get um, a transplant. And he uh, did this for quite a while, ran up the money. Someone um, 
caught him and that account was frozen. As far as I know, that money's been paid back. But, you know, that just makes it difficult for everyone else who truly has a medical need and needs financial help because their co-payment doesn't cover it or like in the case of living donation, if a living donor comes here to California, there's travel, lodging, you know, they're going to lose time off of work and no living donor should ever go without being covered. They shouldn't be out of pocket for those expenses, but it's not covered by insurance. So a lot of people do depend on, you know, fundraising to help make up the difference. Well, and it is. I mean, you know, with a, a transplant, when you get a transplant, uh, the transplant center wants to make sure you're covered, but you might have some initial costs of having to miss work or, you know, basically you might need a caregiver to come in to help you or traveling. So there are some costs. And, and it is, it's, it really puts a bad, you know, taste in people's mouths when people are taking advantage of it. Isn't it crazy? I know. Um, it really makes me mad. I mean, you know, and I don't know, can they prosecute that guy? I mean, is I there know. a law that he's breaking? I mean, he's committing fraud, but the money never got distributed to him. So, you know, it's a, a gray area, I'm sure. It just puts a, you know, you just don't want to be skeptical. So what do you do when somebody emails you? What are some things that you do to protect yourself? Like, do you now Google them? Do you see if their story's consistent in other sites? Do you ask to talk to them on the phone? Well, the, the good thing about having Facebook is a lot of people contact me through Facebook. So I can look at their profile right away, see if they have any family photos, any friends. You know, a lot of them who set up these fake um Facebook accounts, they put in a couple pictures, but they just joined like, you know, three weeks ago. Now, who hasn't been on Facebook? They're willing to give a kidney, but they've never heard of Facebook until three three weeks ago. To me, that's, you know, that's suspicious. Also, um, people will write to me and their their email name says like Joe Smith, but they're writing to me from Mary Jones. You know, they, they put in the email. They don't even use the same name. And then I'll say, well, who's Joe Smith? And then I never hear from them again. <laughs> so there's, you know, some simple things. But also, it's just like anything on the Internet. You know, you have to be cautious. There are um, some really awesome people. I mean, Jenna's first donor was someone I met from the Internet. Um, Patrice, she came from Ohio. She donated to her. She didn't want a thing in return. I mean, there are some really honestly giving people, but it it is an emotional time. Right now I'm, you know, looking for a donor for Jenna, and I'm talking to a lot of people right now because um, there was a photo on the back of, from the back of our car that said, daughter needs kidney type O, and someone took a picture of it and put it on Twitter. So it's been spread widely, and I'm getting a lot of emails. And some, a couple of them asked for money, and a couple of them asked if we were real, which <laughs> did I you, just thought that Did was you have funny. to type like, in a security code to reply? <laughs> what, why am I going to write on the back of my car? But we're not asking for money, but um, I guess she was being extra cautious, which is smart for somebody who's contacting someone too, you know. Well, and also you said that you had seen where people are kind of playing on people. You can find a cure for kidney disease. There are a lot of people who are desperate when it comes finding out you have kidney failure. You're facing dialysis in the future. It's really bad news. It's uh, scary. So um, probably just like any other illness, cancer or whatever, people are going to look for alternate ways to, to get a cure. And um, there's a hospital in China that uh, promises 
to um, bring you back to health, regenerate your kidneys. And they, um, you get, they're, uh, I believe they start you with a blood test and they tell you you're a good candidate for this. So these people come from all over the world. They go there. They um, go through treatment um, and it's supposedly chemotherapy and stem cell treatment. And we hear so much about stem cells now. People think, oh, they're actually doing it, but they're not. There's not a lot of, um, I mean, if somebody's in a clinical trial or something, that's possible, but there's not um, a treatment readily available to regenerate kidneys. But these people go there and they meet with the doctors and they nurse checks them three times a day and they inject them with things and they, some of them, they're doing dialysis, but they call it something else, so it's not not dialysis. So they're feeling better. They think that they're improving. And then a few days later, they'll come in with very serious faces, and the doctors will say, we're sorry, but your case is more difficult than we imagined, so you're going to have to go the $50,000 route <laughs> instead of the 12000 that you initially agreed to. And then some people do that. They mortgage their homes. And, um, I mean, it's unbelievable that... Uh, someone could look at them or, you know, pretend to be honest with them and the person is totally hoping this is a cure. They end up going home and have to start dialysis and have no cure at all. Well, and it is, it's, you know, it's, there's so many scams right now, basically, because we're such a public, everything is public. So I've heard stories where people on Facebook and they basically, you know, you friend somebody, you think you know them, or you might know them, or you're just in line to get the most friends, and that person's actually stalking you, and they're finding out about, you know, what family members you have, and and then they might see that you have an elderly family member in a holiday post or something, and they live in Denver, Colorado, and then they look up and they call your elderly family member and scam that elderly family member. Yeah, they the found- grandmother gets a call, hi, Grandma, it's Jimmy. I'm in jail. <laughs> yeah, I'm your grandson, and she doesn't want to admit that she doesn't remember Jimmy. Or she doesn't recognize the voice because it's right. a bad connection. and Or it's just because she has 32 grandkids. <laughs> and... Um, and then, you know, and then she ends up sending Jimmy um, I've, I, Jimmy money. And I've, I know two people, that two elderly people, who have fallen for this. And one sent money to Mexico, and one sent, because the other one was, they were in Mexico and didn't want to call mom. And because, you know, they, they and the grandparent feels so excited that the child confided in them. So, you know, you really have to talk to your parents about this and let them know that there's all these scams out there. There's another one similar to that where um, patients are told that they can get a living donor transplant in China. All they have to do is give a deposit. So people do a little research. They see the name of this doctor that they're corresponding with is a doctor at that hospital in China. Um, they search for whatever they can, information. It looks legitimate. So they pay the deposit. They arrive there, supposedly getting their living donor transplant within three to four days. They found a match. Come on. So the people fly to China. They get there. They go to the hospital. The hospital has no idea who they are. Yes, that doctor is there, but he has no idea who you are. So they've been basically scammed. They're in China. Some are for liver transplants, which is, you know, you're really sick when you're waiting for a liver transplant. And one man actually died when he was scammed. He never made it back home because uh, he, his kidney, I mean, his liver function was so bad that he never made it um, home. 
um, this is just terrible, terrible. And, and we're not going to say where. And there's no way to, you could report it to your local police, to the FBI, but there's really no way for you to, to tell if that's, um, accurate they can't or do not. Anything. And that's why you have to talk to your doctor, you have to talk to your, your medical team, and don't just run off and do these things without asking. Well, and the thing is, is in China, too, that sometimes their organs don't always come in the most ethical way. (laughs) Right. And they don't necessarily match that well. Right. You know, that's the other thing you don't know. I mean, here in the United States, we have some of the best tissue matching and testing, but you don't know what it's like there. You don't know what you're getting. It It might be your blood type, but it might have antibody problems, and people have returned here who've Got actually gotten transplants there. They are in serious rejection. Have to undergo a lot of uh, treatment to hopefully save it. Some have saved it, and some have not. Wow, there's just so many things you have to be aware of. So, what are some things that if if somebody is online and they see you know this sad story, um, it's good to verify it if you want to help and support. But make sure that several outlets are picking it up. I've I've seen that you know because if it's just one obscure website that's covering something. It's probably not legit. <laughs> yeah, and I think, you know, Google can be your friend. Like, um, you can add, you could put in my name, my first and last name, and you can you can see a lot about me. I'm all over the Internet. But some people, you can't find them at all, and I, I find that, I mean, some people are very private, so you can't find them, but that's either a good thing or a bad thing. They're either not real or they don't use the Internet a lot. So you you have to take that into consideration. Also, there are Facebook groups. So, for example, there's uh, one for living donors online. There's one for I Hate Dialysis. You can actually uh, join those groups, and then there's, you know, like, thousands of people in the groups and you could say has anybody ever heard of this hospital or has anybody heard of this guy in Texas who needs a kidney and he's raising money it's if you put stuff in there people will help you research it or will tell you if they've you know been actually contacted by somebody who's possibly committing a fraud and um, they're contacting everybody they'll go through you know any mention of kidney on Facebook they'll go and offer a kidney to that person, and then, you know, hit you up for the money later. So Say, I just need $100 to go get my blood drawn. <laughs> yeah, And that's you right. think, well, that's a small fee to potentially sure. have a kidney. That's not that bad. And then they, they kind of test you out with 100 Then the next ask is 300 And they're and doing then, that to 25 or 30 people. Right. So it's not just you or hundreds, who knows. But, yeah, it's not just you. It's... Um, yeah, it doesn't sound like a big deal. Well, they just need $200 to get to the transplant hospital. That might save my life. But right. Yeah, you're right. It's um, anyone asking for money without having even undergone testing. I mean, there are going to be ex- expenses, like you said, and people have to be careful. But um, I, I hope that, you know, just like me, I'm talking to these people every day. I don't know who's real. I don't know who's sincere. And I'm... I'm always optimistic. I think there's good in everyone, so I have to even rein myself in and be very careful. Well, it's buyer beware, Carol, <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> or donor beware, or, uh, I, you know, it's not even buyer, but what's unfortunate is that when you're looking or thinking something's too good to be true, you just need to really run it by other people before you act, because... 
I know that there's been situations in my life where I've wanted to do something. I know it's too good to be true. And then I turn around and I ask my husband or somebody, like, ask some critical questions I didn't think about. And, you know, just don't operate in a vacuum. Well, that reminds me of one other thing, this kidney cleanse, this detox. Mm -hmm. This goes around every few days. Someone says, has anyone tried, you know, such and such detox? And I always wonder, is that person one of the scammers, the salespeople? You know, they act like they're a patient, you know, oh, I'd like to try this. I heard it works great. And then everyone hopefully will jump on there and say, no, you know, this you could be risking your life taking herbal things that you know nothing about and also you're getting scammed by somebody who's promising something that if it was available wouldn't we all be doing it i mean honestly really no why are they just going to save you and the email but but run it by your doctor too i mean why would you take something like a detox or a cleanse without checking with your doctor no we've we've both heard stories of the um toxicity of some of these different concoctions that people give you. And yeah, your kidneys may work, but nothing else will. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you, Carol, for sharing some ways of, you know, kidney scams on the internet that you've encountered. And if you hear of any, let us know. It's always kind of interesting to hear about these different things. And the biggest scam that, you know, has been out there forever is that, you know, you go to Vegas, you get hit on the head, and then you wake up in a, a tub of ice, and there's a kidney removed. And, you know, it's so crazy because you can't wake up in a tub of ice. You die of hypothermia. <laughs> well, also, um, the National Kidney Foundation actually put out a reward for anyone that could show that their kidney was stolen, that they had a scar, they woke up, that uh, something had happened that they were unaware of. And no one's come forward for that money. I mean, it just... They're frozen. <laughs> it hasn't happened. Oh, they're frozen. <laughs> they're frozen in a tub in one of those hotels in Las Vegas that's empty. <laughs> yeah, and also, you know, people say, well, someone was killed for their organs. Okay, there would be bodies laying around without organs in them. Don't you think that would make the news? I mean, wouldn't that be like a really big thing for people to be talking about? It it doesn't happen. I know. Urban myths and Not legends. in the United States. I can't say it doesn't happen in other countries. Well, thank you, Carol. Okay. And uh, try not to be scammed. I'm, I'm working on it. Thanks. Okay. Bye. Thanks for listening to Kidney Talk, a program of Renal Support Network. Please make sure to find us on Facebook or sign up for our newsletter at rsnhope.org. Kidney Talk is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment from your physician. Always seek the advice of your own health care provider regarding your medical condition.